The Veries and Numerous Podcast is a Briar.io production. You can find each and every episode over at Briar.io. That's B-R-Y-E-R.io. Special thanks to our sponsors, Chair and Coins. You found the brick-and-mortar financial institution where you can safely trade dollars for Bitcoin. Over-the-counter OTC and person-to-person. They facilitate transactions of all sizes, including high-volume transactions. Their headquarters is located in Milwaukee, servicing the MKE areas of Lakefront, Eastside, River West, and all of Wilkesie County. More than just being an OTC location, they're here to educate you about Bitcoin, wallets, blockchain, cryptocurrency, security, and platforms. If you're in the Milwaukee area, you can also visit their Bitcoin ATM, where more locations will be soon coming. Visit charoncoins.com. That's C-H-A-R-O-N coins.com. Bitcoin SOV is an emerging community-driven product project that has a decentralized team the world over. It is a proof-of-work mineable ERC-20 and has a deflationary design with token burns to ensure your value is stored over time. Check out their site at btcsov.com. Luco Paletti is a talented artist. He's a digital artist and self-described propagandist known for his iconic Bitcoin artworks. Luco's number one goal is to spread the message that Bitcoin is better money. Check out lucopoletti.com. That's L-U-C-H-O-P-O-L-E-T-T-I.com. Bitcoin XRC, Bitcoin Rhodium, is not a fork of Bitcoin. It is a new crypto asset, simple and transparent, with long-term vision for investors and scarcity to help drive its value. There will only ever be 2.1 million XRC. Check out their project over at BitcoinRH.org. And finally, CryptoU is working, that's CryptoU.io, is working to collapse the learning curve for the crypto novice and bring legit blockchain education to the masses in economics, mining, the history of blockchain, and more on the pioneers that paved the way. Visit them over at CryptoU.io. And always remember, do not take anyone's word for anything. Uh, this, is, you, this is a space where you must do your own research. You are the captain of your own ship. Take control of your own financial sovereignty. Nothing on this show or written on Briar.io is financial advice. Please enjoy the episode with my guest today, Amelia Tomasicchio. All right, we're recording. This is episode five of the Veries and Numerous podcast. Today, I'm honored to have Italian journalist and entrepreneur, Amelia Tomasicchio. I always struggle with that double C. She's an expert in the digital marketing, digital marketing and began uh, in the fintech sector in 2014. She's written for a couple companies. We'll get into that. And she has co-founded and is editor-in-chief at the Cryptonomist. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. I wanted to talk to you about your story and what you're doing over there in Europe. So yeah. I, I always start at the beginning of people's um, uh, life. I want to know where you grew up first. Okay. Um, I was born in Italy, in Puglia. Um, and uh, uh, I moved in Switzerland pretty soon uh, when I was about 
21. Um, but all my study, uh, I've done it in Italy. So also my, my degree, uh, I took it in Rome with an essay about Bitcoin. That's uh, how I started to study Bitcoin in 2014, writing my, my university essay. Very cool. That's what I was going to get into. So what did, were you studying in, uh, in Roma? What were you studying when you wrote that thesis? Was it like computer science, economics? Not at all. Uh, actually, I studied cinema. Uh, but at the time, my, my ex-boyfriend uh, was studying Bitcoin. He was very into this kind of stuff. Um, and so he started to talk with me about this topic. And it was the, the time when I, I had to decide uh, uh, which kind of, of, uh, of essay to write for my, for my degree. Mm -hmm. And that's why I started to, to study Bitcoin, thanks to, thanks to him. I didn't want to um, write uh, a normal thesis about, uh, I don't know, theater or cinema that would be useful for my future. future. Mm -hmm. That's why decided to, to to study bitcoin in that in that moment so how was it received uh, by your professor in uh, the theater realm <laughs> well they were not so expert in this in this field mm -hmm. it was very hard to to let them accept uh, accept my my proposal for the for the thesis uh, but uh, finally they accepted and it was a uh, good i i think <laughs> So were you were you already yeah were you already interested in journalism at that point or had, had you written like for yeah. like a school paper or anything like that? Yeah, I used to I used to be a music a music journalist. I used to write uh, about music and concert, uh, etc. Uh, so I was uh, already into this kind of uh, of sector, uh, but. In 2015, I think I started to work for Queen Telegraph after my thesis. Oh, okay. And what about the economic side? I, I'm interested from the economic side a lot. Did, did you study any economics before you got into Bitcoin? Uh, not so much. I just um, took a course about uh, um, economy and digital marketing, but just for six months, and it was an online courses. Um, so I have a master in this uh, in uh, digital marketing, starting from that point, and we we had some um, I don't know just a few hours about economic and uh, business development, but it was more about digital marketing. Do you, when you first found when your ex boyfriend introduced you to Bitcoin, was it like that light bulb moment where you got immediately interested, or did it take you a while to get into it? Yes, because uh, I the first thing I appreciated about Bitcoin was is is uh, um, uh, how can I say is um, cyberpunk um, attitude mm -hmm. uh, was very anarchic. That's why I really I was really interested in uh, in this. This this is the first thing that uh, that I could appreciate it about Bitcoin. That's why I started to study. So you're a cypherpunk, I'm a cypherpunk type. Uh, you're, are, you, are you technically, you consider yourself a crypto anarchist then? Yeah, I like to think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. So I saw that you got, you ended up getting pretty into Bitcoin. Um, when did you, when was like that moment where you're like, well, 
I've written this thesis. I'm like uh, really into Bitcoin. I, I want to make this like a, a profession or I want to, you know, make this, you know, part of my life. Yeah, it was uh, pretty much in the same moment. I started to study Bitcoin and so I started also to interview people in this uh, industry because uh, at that time there were a lot, just maybe one book, the mm -hmm. one I went to, maybe. Not, not so many other magazines or uh, not so many books, not, not at all in Italian, of course. Right. And so I started to... Uh, to be linked to a lot of people in this uh, in the Italian uh, industry, uh, so uh, I started to go to meet up, etc. And they knew uh, I wanted to write a thesis, and I was uh, following also the digital marketing marketing course. And uh, so they proposed me very soon to to be part of this world and to work in this field. Mm -hmm. So of course because I was about to finish the university so I was I wasn't I was unemployed okay yeah that's one thing I found Bitcoin in 2009 and I tell everyone like I tell everyone like back then um, there wasn't much material on Bitcoin like you just mentioned like you you could absorb everything written in like an hour or two maybe a day you know <laughs> and then you didn't have anything new for days maybe or yeah, it's really crazy how far we've come. Like you couldn't absorb um, just one day now uh, all the material, in a, you know, it's written over a week or whatever. Yeah, and in the bookshops, you can find a lot of uh, books uh, in Italy too, in Italian languages. So, but at the time, I think there was only one or two and in English. Did you happen to translate anything uh, into Italian that you read at that point? Uh, not, not, what do you mean? Not to translate everything. Like did any, any written articles that you found really important? Did you, you, you know, you mentioned that not, there weren't a lot of things in Italian since you're bilingual. Did you happen to translate anything for your peers or? Ah, yes, of course. All the material was uh, in English. So I had to translate everything. Yeah. Nice. Nice. It was uh, uh, difficult also because at the time my English was not so perfect. Not that now it's perfect, but <laughs> your English is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, when did you uh, when did you get the Bitcoin tattoo? Because uh, that's one of the first things that struck me when we became friends on the internet a few years ago. I was like, wow, this girl is really dedicated. This woman's really dedicated. She has a Bitcoin tattoo. Yeah, uh, I think it was uh, 2016 or 17. I don't remember precisely, but uh, it was uh, yeah. I think it was 2016 during the summer. That's yeah. Awesome. Two two years uh, after I was I started to to be interested in this kind of field. Yeah, I commend you on that. It's it's uh that basically changed my life. I yeah. I had job, uh, new friends, uh, traveling all around the world for writing about art, about Bitcoin, etc. Interviewing people, so it really changed my my life. Yeah, the Bitcoin community is like, I mean, there's bad actors in every community, but the majority of the people are like solid individuals that I've encountered. I haven't had, you know, many bad experiences. So it's kind of cool that, you know, it's like a big family to me. Yes. So you move, you moved from Italy to France. When did you move? Uh, just a few months ago. Oh, okay. I used to live in, used to live in, uh, in Switzerland for my job. Actually, the the legal office of cryptonomics is in Switzerland. 
that I France, I don't know, starting from November, October of this year. Even better for my follow-up, because I wanted to ask you, like, what is the overall sentiment in Europe around crypto? Like, maybe you could talk about Italy, France, and Switzerland, all three. But for sure, uh, in, uh, in Switzerland, uh, is more, uh, uh, it's easier to, to find people who know uh, cryptos or places where you can buy with the goods with Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. In France, I've just moved, so I really don't know the community here. I live in Nantes. Um, and I think there is nothing here, basically. <laughs> but uh, in Paris, there are a lot of uh, shops who accept Bitcoin, for example. Oh, cool. So you, have you personally paid for any goods, uh, like when you go out to get coffee in Europe? Like, you know, something like that? And uh, a few months ago, I, I went to Australia uh, and I booked everything online, uh, uh, from flights to hotel using Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash and other cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did you go and work at Cointelegraph? Which, in which country were you in when you did that? Yeah, I was in Italy. It oh. was just after the, the university. Uh, so, yeah, I used to live, I don't know, maybe in Rome or in Bari, in Puglia. Um, I think it was for one year, about one year. Oh, cool. And what did you, you, you wrote articles there? Were you in, were you into the marketing side of things for them as well? Or No, I think it was more about the Italian community. And I wrote a, a few pieces also about my, my thesis. So it was a, just a sum up of my own thesis about cinema and Bitcoin. Okay. How long was your thesis? I'm curious. Oh my God. I, I really don't know. I think 400 pages. Wow. That's um, impressive. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Of the work. I don't know. <laughs> How long did it take you to write that? Oh, God. Um, I think about a couple of months, maybe. Wow. Well, summer. Yeah, I think it was the world summer. That's really. And my, my, my degree was in December. Yeah, I started maybe in uh, May. So... Oh. So that's all, that's all you did for a few months was write that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a lot of writing. Also uh, because my, my teacher couldn't help me, so I had to do everything alone. Right. So I was... You were the expert. They had very little knowledge of Bitcoin, I'm sure, at that point. So when did you uh, go to work for IDO? In 2017. Uh, I started, I think, in um, August that of that year. So before of the of the ICO, they launched. In the beginning, I was a day community manager, so texting a lot all the time on all the social media, on Telegram, etc. Mm-hmm. And uh, one year, I became their CMO. Uh, but after um, the old, which includes also Edu that is called Poseidon, mm-hmm. uh, decided uh, to launch Cryptonomist because they are in the same, in the same holding. And so as, um, as Cryptonomist was growing, I had uh, to decide uh, <laughs> where to put my effort. 
and I decided to, to work only focused on uh, on cryptonomist. Oh, okay. So, now it's open for two years. In March, we will uh, do our second birthday. Nice. Uh, I'll have to send you a, a happy or a, a birthday message for the. Yeah, we'll <laughs> post on social media for sure. Nice. So they asked you when you were working uh, with them to help them co-found that. Is that you're you're a co-founder, right? Of of. Uh, Cryptonomies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So they asked you, like the person that was part of that holding, asked you to come come help them create it. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. That's but, cool. uh, yeah, two two years ago or two years and some months. So what does your daily daily uh, role there look like? You, I know you're the editor in chief and you're writing stuff. I think so. What do you what? Tell us what your day looks like. Um, usually, I write some articles. Yeah, but my because I'm also the CEO of the company, uh, my my main job is to find clients, to to work with clients, uh, to take care of all the administration, paying salaries, uh, uh, this kind of stuff. It's more a, a manager uh, mm. role because uh, yeah, I'm also the editor in chief, so I have to read and I'm responsible for all the content contents. So I have to read uh, everything every day, you know, in both the languages, and uh, because the cryptonomy is, is both in Italian and in English language. Uh, but my main task is to find clients, uh, to deal with them, uh, to provide uh, uh, services to them. This is the main task. Yeah, this show is like a, about obviously blockchain and crypto cryptocurrency but i want to have like entrepreneurs on too so you've definitely you meet all the all the criteria to come on this show uh what what is your what what are your what is the goals of the cryptonomist like uh as a company are you guys is your goals to a goal to run it for a long time and, or is it to um make it a prof, a very profitable profitable uh, site and then sell it someday what what are you planning on doing there no um right now the magazine is not only a magazine, so we don't sell uh, only ADD or uh, sponsored posts on the on the on, the, on site. Mm -hmm. But we also uh, um, a marketing agency for a blockchain startup. So this is the goal. Uh, the, the The goal is to is not to earn so much from the the the, the magazine only but also from uh, clients in the blockchain and fintech space. Okay. Now our goal is to grow uh, views, of course, because the, the more we are known, more clients we will have. So this is, uh, this is the thing. That's why I was talking with you about clients. It's right. not only advertising clients, but also people we, we help with the, their marketing strategy. When what I know you've traveled to quite a few events uh, in Europe. Uh, what what is your what's your what's your favorite event over there? Uh, mm, I really appreciated the blockchain cruise that has been held two years ago. With the, there was McAfee, there was Block Brock Pierce, and a lot of important names. Yeah. Uh, Roger too 
and it was very funny. Um, but the the only problem is there was no Wi-Fi connection during uh, about yeah. days, <laughs> so it was a <laughs> mess to for writing articles uh, and sending materials to to the office. Uh, but uh, it was very a very nice place. Yeah, that would be weird to be out out at sea for you know a week and then you have all these like everybody on that ship is like into technology and nobody can get any work done. Yes, it was a very big problem. <laughs> I remember that there was a there was a there were a few famous debates on that on that uh, that cruise that went on. Were you did you go watch those? Yes, there was one with Roger Ver and Tom Bates. Uh, it was very fantastic. <laughs> it was a swimming pool with the flip flip flop and the swimming suite, and they were debating under yeah. the sun. <laughs> Yeah, very crypto anarchist style. Uh, who who is the most uh interesting person that you've met in crypto so far? Um I can say my favorite interview maybe was with uh, John McAfee. Um because uh, I don't know from um, the outside if you don't know him, if you never meet him, you think it's a very I don't know um rude uh, and a distant kind of person, no? and one you can't very talk with him. Uh, very, I don't know, it's a very strange person. But when I interviewed him, it was very nice, very kind. He had me to uh, to be more. Uh, uh, how can I say? Uh, I was very timid in that moment, very shy. I was very worried. <laughs> I interview him, and he helped me. To, to to talk it was very very nice so he let his guard down and he was a pretty friendly guy yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh do you guys actually have a brick and mortar location that you uh uh have run the cryptonomist out of or an, a physical office that everybody meets at or do you guys all work remotely like from home no we have the, uh, yes remotely nice Not yeah. in, uh, in switzerland mm-hmm. but uh, I live in France. A lot of people work from uh, Italy. Uh, a couple from London. So we are everywhere. Decentralized uh, workspace, right? Nice. Uh, so uh, yeah, you already kind of touched on this, but I wanted to follow up on it. Uh, the Cryptonomist publishes everything in English and Italian. Um, so somebody writes it in one of those languages, and then you. Uh, you have people on staff that just translate it right then and there. Or how does that work? Yes. Uh, uh, the greatest part of journalists are Italian or to speak Italian. So they write in Italian and we have a translator who translate everything in uh, English. But also sometimes we receive also articles uh, directly in English. So it's so 50% that are translated and the other are uh, in English, native English. I need to get an article on that site, spread my Italian audience. <laughs> uh, uh, what, what, along the lines of today, it's so popular for people to be like, I'm a Bitcoin maximalist, I'm a whatever maximalist. I'm personally not a maximalist and I think you agree with me, but I'm not sure. Are you a maximalist of any project? No, no, no! Please uh, check out my my bio on Twitter, and uh, my my bio says I don't give a fuck of any token. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I, I feel like you. I, uh, I think that the whole the whole uh, community uh, benefit, will benefit from uh, no sort of maximalism. Like all of you know, interoperability and cryptocurrency, uh, block the blockchains need to be able to communicate with each other to really provide the full amount of value to uh, to society. So. In the future will uh, let us know what's the best technology, what will be adopted, uh, right. which kind of cryptocurrency can become a method of payment, which is a store of value. But at the moment, I think we are in the very first step uh, and it's useless to fight and to uh, fight against each other on Twitter, for example. There are a lot of posts one against each other. I think it's very useless. Right. I, I agree 100%. It's tribalism. It's like if you want to have that sort of uh attitude you should just stick with paper money you know yeah it's very cultish is uh this uh this other group that uh that is toxic toxic maximalist yeah so insult people uh right. that you know in the groups wants to ask stupid questions they are stupid i can say stupid questions only because they are newbies so for them uh it's normal they they are uh, getting to know this industry. So it's normal you can receive uh, stupid questions, but uh, I think it's very good for people to, to reply them, to, to engage more people in this industry. If not, uh, they will never know anything about Bitcoin and we will uh, stay, I don't know, 1,000 people uh, right. closing ourselves. So it's useless. Yeah, it's doing more harm than good. It's it definitely will turn more people off than it will bring in. Even yeah. I, I think that I think the whole thing was created in it, it by somebody who doesn't like you know Bitcoin maybe or a certain project. You know, it's like so divisive. What what projects are your favorite? Your favorites? Mm, I yeah. I'm studying a lot about Bitcoin Cash, okay. but only, only because I'm interested in the method of payment. I think Bitcoin was born as a method of payment. Um, that, that, is, was the, that was the interesting stuff I, I was interested into when I started uh, to study Bitcoin. Um, so I'm trying to find uh, cryptos or, uh, for example, Bitcoin Cash, but there are others mm -hmm. with method of payments. I'm more interested into it that the store of value peer to peer um, medium of exchange that is the real um, revolution that is the real uh, technology uh, not store of value as an investment uh, I, we have gold for that so that's okay there are pros and cons but i think it's not the real revolution the, the real revolution is to have a decentralized method of payment what do you think about uh like ethereum and projects like ethereum that are trying to do smart contracts yeah, um, we we in, for, for, um, on cryptonomies we try to speak about every kind of project. Of course, not scams, mm -hmm. but we want to give uh, um, space to everyone, from Bitcoin to Ethereum, from Ripple, uh, everything. As I said before, I think the time will tell us what, what who will win. So in this in this moment, it's useless to debate about. Right. I noticed you guys have a DeFi tab on the Cryptonomist. Everyone needs to check out the website. I'll let you shout that out, shout that out at the end. What do you think about DeFi? Do you think DeFi is like the future um, where 
in the in you know maybe another 15 or 20 years there aren't even like brick and mortar you know physical banks people drive to i really hope that happens i think that would be like the best thing in the world do you think that we can uh replace traditional banking like almost entirely uh yeah i think it's a very revolutionary as a as a field it's like uh, fintech but with blockchain Mm -hmm. um and now it's gaining a lot of uh, attention. That's why also we we started to, ro- to write more in, um, in on cryptonomist. I think the only problem is that when we will have a real mass adoption of this kind of uh, tools, the problem will be security. I heard a lot about uh, smart contracts that are not really safe in this uh, in this field. Today I I read. Uh, I read a, uh, a tweet post uh, about security that is, mm-hmm. some projects are not so secure, so safe. So I think the problem would be, I, maybe we will have the next empty gox problem. I hope that doesn't happen again now. <laughs> what about privacy coins? Have you looked into those much? Uh, do you have any privacy coins you're interested in? Because that's something... Uh, I think it's going to really emerge in the next like five years is like, I'm hoping that a, a privacy coin really like bust into the top five projects. Yeah. I think that is an, another, another emerging technology that is very important because uh, uh, if Bitcoin will be a means of payment, for example, or other cryptocurrency and they not, don't provide enough privacy and they are not very anonymous. Mm-hmm. I think they lack of their initial goal. So I, I'm I'm very into greens now. Uh, I'm studying Gim. Uh, I know a few guys who works in this in um, in these companies. Mm-hmm. I think they are very serious projects. Um, I hope they will emerge more because right now it's more about Monero and Zcash. Mm-hmm. So. I'm very curious to see the future of green, for example, or being. Yeah, there's like five or t- 10 privacy coins that are pretty legitimate right now. So hopefully one yeah. of them really figures it out and gets into the top 10 uh, and stays there, or top five and stays there. What? So I like to ask everyone near the end of the show here, what does Bitcoin mean to you? Like overall, what is, what is it? What is uh, the entire Bitcoin ethos to you? What does it mean? As I said, for for sure, it changed my life in general. That's why I dedicated to it a tattoo. It's it's for the life. <laughs> so it's something to for sure. I will want to remember, and I will tell everybody. Um, for me, Bitcoin. It's also I, I'm telling about Bitcoin, but also other cryptocurrency. Bitcoin as a as a field, as a concept. Uh, it's about freedom and um, and that is the thing that I, I think it's the most important uh, value for for, pe- for people in general. Where do you see the Bitcoin space in another decade? We're like 11 years in now. So what do you think is going to happen in this next uh, uh, decade? You see, like, I, I sort of think we're going to, I mean, not to really focus completely on price or anything, but I mean, it is super important because it's a reflection on how many people have joined the network. So, you know, that is kind of like the two go hand in hand, whether people want to admit it or not. I kind of think we're going to head 
to like a quarter million dollar Bitcoin, $250,000 Bitcoin, where, you know, almost half of the people have Bitcoin at some point, or it's, you know, hold a little bit of Bitcoin uh, in other cryptocurrencies as well. Do you see that kind of future? Um, I think a lot of projects would, would disappear for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the coin market cap list about uh, 4,000 tokens and cryptocurrencies. I think it would be at, at least uh, the the half. Um, and um, I think DeFi will be will be very important. Mm-hmm. And because of the other halvings, the the price will uh, of Bitcoin might increase. So I th- in general, I see a brighter future for for crypto for cryptocurrencies. And hopefully, we can get all of our families on board to help that along. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, do you want to plug your website real quick? Uh, yeah, is uh, cryptonomist.ch. Uh, we publish about. 15 articles per day that are translated, as I said, in, in English too. Um, and uh, this is kind of a preview, but in June we will have um, an event uh, on um, in Milan, so in Italy, but with the international speakers, so the main language will be English for sure. My parents are heading over to Italy this summer, so I might have to send them over there. <laughs> My dad's finally getting into Bitcoin, so I'm trying to get him in, get him to research oh, okay. as much as possible. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show today. I this is Amelia Tomasicchio. Did I pronounce your last name right? Yeah, perfect. Nice. All right. I pre- hang on here. I want to say goodbye to you. Thank you.